Hello, listeners. This is producer John. Open Pike Night is going to be at Trek Long Island 2024. From May 31st to June 2nd, Cameron and myself, producer John, will be in the Big Apple living long and prospering. We'll be hosting a panel. We'll be giving out stickers. We will have our microphones. Be sure to follow Open Pike on social media and subscribe to openpike.substack.com because we also will be giving away some Trek Long Island weekend passes. Trek Long Island is May 31st to June 2nd at the Hyatt Regency in Hopog, New York. on hello hello welcome to open pike night and we're going to be talking tonight not with any interview guests but we'll be talking about our time at the fan expo portland convention we uh, had a great time, and we actually all got to meet in person for the first time ever. The Open Pike Night crew was in one place. We got to host a panel, and tonight we're going to talk to you guys about that experience. Joining me, of course, as always, are my co-hosts, Cameron. Yep, there we go. That's my intro. Yep. And Jesse. Hey, John, um, cons are my thing now, forever. That's what we got to do, like every six months at least. I, uh, I'm i going to have to go ahead and fully agree. Just to start out, hey, man, it was uh, it was great to meet you, Jesse, in person. I, I, I got to say, I can't believe how good both of you smelled. I was like, <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, but I was like, one of these dudes is going to reek, right? Like, I mean, the three of us are, what's that? Uh, that's that's yeah. exactly we're right? all podcasters we're all trekkies like come on one of us is gonna stink right and i i smell immaculate so i figured <laughs> there's like a pretty solid chance but guess what this whole podcast is fresh and clean and that is just so just it, it's really it's really wonderful news to me because it reinforces you know sometimes when you pick your online friends you're like oh i hope in real life they're good people too and not to be me about it right away, but I feel like I have made three plus very good friends past the age of 30, which is not something I ever thought I would do. So thank you guys <laughs> for having me. A Twitter friend upon Twitter, even like, wow. Yeah. yeah. What are the yeah. odds? Pretty fantastic. Yeah. It was a dark and not really stormy. There was a little mm-hmm. rain in the air mm-hmm. night when we uh, first picked up Jesse. It was a flawless airport pickup there were no no hiccups whatsoever just uh it was like a bank robbery got him out of the airport got him into the car and uh had our first hangout together and yeah the next day was day one of the convention Mm -hmm. um this was kind of my first convention as an adult Mm -hmm. i mean i might have gone to something when i was a kid but it's not like they have real conventions up in alaska and uh, that's where i spent a lot of my last 20 years burn on alaska (laughs) (laughs) it's a big small state so yeah it was uh it was pretty fantastic to be walking around at the the start of that first day 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I've been to a couple of cons in Portland, Portland cons before, and uh, but it's a, it's a different feeling going there as a panelist as opposed to just uh, some Yahoo, maybe in a like a, a, a costume I threw together at the last minute. But even then, like it, it felt different with the panelist badge. Yeah, because I mean, let's be real, we are totally some Yahoos, but mm-hmm. to give us just <laughs> unfettered access to the entire convention for like additional hours and no scanning of the badges i mean you give us a little bit of power and we will run rampant through your convention i tell you what oh absolutely we handed out more stickers in the first two days than i that i even knew we brought i was like okay every time we see somebody in a star trek uniform and we will get into that because i have some thoughts people (laughs) yes every time we see somebody in a star trek uniform we're going to give them stickers which have of course our website openpike.com on the sticker and we're going to say hey come check out our panel you know sunday at three o'clock the very end of the convention on the last day it's After about strange new worlds like yeah just just please just come to our convention right or to our dark panel even though you may be leaving the convention so and and yes you will hear the audio of the panel as well we're not going to keep that from you i just there was the, i this to john's point this is probably the first big thing of any kind that i have done in like five years like i'm for various reasons of course just haven't been going to conventions i had been to a few i'd been to uh, i think denver comic-con used to be called denver comic-con and i went to that and it's big right it it sold out the years that i went but it was a ton of fun but cameron is right there is just something about being there with Oh yeah, for lack of a with better a term, right? With a job to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yep. with a with a purpose, but also like you're part of the entertainment. Like you better deliver, right? There's mm-hmm. gonna and and you know we're starting to worry. Like, okay, nobody's gonna be there. It's the last day. This, that, and the other thing. But that didn't happen to us. Spoiler alert. And I don't know. I I really don't know what the word is for it. But it was amazing to watch the skills that I know that we have. Right. It was really cool to see those all just meld together in real life in the way that we had all hoped and expected they would. And just yeah. to see everything come together, like, that was so much frigging fun, you guys. Like, I need mm-hmm. to learn to eat more on the con floor, but other than that, no regrets. <laughs> yeah. And even beyond the skills that we brought and the work we did, uh, we had a massive amount of support for this mm. convention. We had a whole channel in our Discord. Yep. Uh, you guys... Our listeners came out in droves to give us just all kinds of input about what it's like at cons. We have cosplayer listeners. We have we have folks who have experience doing this kind of stuff. And we said, hey, what do you got? And we got, I mean, a literal multi-page guide from one listener. Um, and we got a ton of support from our listeners and a whole ton of support from our patrons who we actually got to meet a couple of mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, so we met Jesse, yep. and the next day we met our our good uh, friend and listener Mark. Well, became our good friend over the weekend. It was our the the first uh, patron we got to meet there in Portland. He flew out to for the convention. Uh, had some fantastic costumes. He had his Indiana Jones <laughs> outfit. He had his Trek outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did a good uh, took a good shot at his Pike hairdo, <laughs> and yeah, just a great guy to hang out with and spend time with. And man. Uh, it was just fun to get to know him. We, uh, man, I hope we get to do conventions all over the place so we can meet more of our listeners and more of our patrons yes. as time goes on. We've got to make a listener bingo card, guys. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we of course, also met our good friend, Sincera, who you have heard on the show before, the lovely baritone. And he he actually ended up going, along with Mark, with the three of us, out for patron karaoke, which is oh, a yeah. brand new tradition that totally exists <laughs> now for Open Pike Night. I mean, you cannot have a pun like open pike in your title and not do karaoke that's true, that's true. right i mean yeah. so far we have done karaoke a hundred percent of the time after our conventions every single Absolutely. time we go to a convention yep, yep. <laughs> the the one thing you're guaranteed when you go to patron karaoke with the open pike night crew is you'll hear us sing we're not going to force anybody <laughs> to sing who want doesn't to want to and also yeah we'll uh we we got a private karaoke room that was my first time doing a private mm. room, that was super fun. Oh, yeah. That's the only way. Like, that was, yeah. That was like, oh, I got to do this yeah. again after every convention. Yeah. Shout out to business name redacted here because they didn't pay us. I had a blast. And but I will yes. go back. That both of our servers were huge Trek heads. Right. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. Like, I believe really did our, not want yeah. to see us go. I think our server's name was Dan and he was really cool. Like, was awesome. I, yeah. I, and we met, yeah. we met. Okay, we met Dan, the cool server. We met uh, friends Sophia and Rick on the con floor. Like, yeah, there's made just, some new friends, new yeah, fans. Yeah, there's new voices that you're going to hear later in this episode that we met in real life. I just, you guys, that's all before we talk about having met face to face Anson Mount and Ethan Peck. Like, yeah, <laughs> this oh, yeah. was the best convention <laughs> that's right. the that it possibly <laughs> yeah. could have been for us. I mean, we, of course, we're going to get our photo taken with Anson and Ethan, right? Like we had to do that, but it was just, I, I hadn't done that. I, that was one of the things at conventions where I was like, I don't really know about that. But this time I felt like there was this impetus and it was like, we got this great apron. We got to do it, you know? And it, you guys, it was so great. You will hear about that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've probably seen the photo on Twitter. Yeah. And, and what happened before that? Like we got to see all the, the booths that excellent artists on, like I was very impressed with how little mass produced art I saw there and how much independent handmade mm-hmm. art, like the artists were there selling their, their art at the booths. We got to witness the saga of order 160 at a little cafe there. Uh, <laughs> I, you would not believe <laughs> you wouldn't believe how confusing it could be to deliver a personal pizza to somebody, but it was pretty entertaining to watch. It's true. After that, we got in line to get some pictures taken. Yeah. Or a picture taken. And uh, we brought our, our apron, our, our Pike-inspired apron with the uh, barbecue and the hair and uh, kiss the quaff, as it uh, is supposed to say. <laughs> and and I like I will always cherish the memory of the first time I got to meet Anson Mount, because I'm going to meet him again, because we're open Pike night. And I held up this apron and I said, hey, man, can you could you hold this in the picture? And he's like, kiss the goif. <laughs> kiss uh, the first goif. words he ever said to me, kiss the goif. <laughs> So, uh, I didn't even see any of that. Cause I went straight to Ethan <laughs> Peck and was like, do I put my arm around you? And he just like grabbed my shoulder. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. And okay. then, uh, I blurred, I kind of blacked out for the rest of the, I, I feel like you can see in the first picture, you can see me going, welp, Anson Mount hates us. Like, <laughs> he doesn't get our, our, our quaff joke. And that's totally on me uh, as the person who picks out. <laughs> The fonts, I was like, oh my God, okay, this is the worst thing that could happen. But he was a very, very sweet person and incredibly good sport about it. He's got a great smile in the photo and it's like, I mean, yeah, the photo is priceless and 
That's why we paid extra to get more copies of it. I cannot wait to frame that along with my framed Fan Expo Portland programming badge. You guys, I said I was going to do it, and you know that I'm that kind of nerd, and I have done it. It's right here. (laughs) He's done it. He's holding it up right now, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, so we got our pictures. It was, I mean, what, 15 seconds we were in there? That that was a well-oiled machine. Oh, man, they push you through. Cranking people through for pictures. But then the line outside the photo booth, though, is like the first day back at high school after prom weekend. Like, everybody's face is just like, I got a story I got to tell you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and everybody else is like, yes, I know. I was there. I was right next to you. It, the same exact yeah. thing happened to me, but wasn't it amazing? And it's now, you guys, we also have to mention there were like 14,000 orange puffy vests there the first mm. day mm-hmm. because it was true. the yeah. whole Back to the Future cast was there. And that was really, yeah. really cool. But it meant that we spent, what? two minutes in line before our picture got taken like Mm -hmm. you could go get your picture taken with anson mount and ethan peck at fan expo portland in the span of like 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. yeah that was like decide immediately i'm gonna go do this and you'd have your picture 10 minutes later well the same the same line for michael j fox was oh holy crap yeah i mean probably over an hour well then the autograph lines like Right. Yeah, the whole Back to the Future cast was like those lines were ridiculous, but not yeah, as ridiculous as Bruce Alexander Campbell. I don't know what his middle name is, but <laughs> Lord, that line stretched around. Even Sam Raimi, very large. The TNG folk will kind of get into more, but I mean, especially Jonathan Frakes had quite a, a bulky line. But Anson and Ethan, not that uh, packed. Not, At least when we were yeah. there, we were able to walk right up. Well, yeah. and like we were there on the first day, right as that you know, opportunity became available. Not, I'm not saying like nobody went to see them. I'm just saying this is what right. we saw. And yes. I got to say, I'm super grateful that we went to a convention that wasn't huge for our mm-hmm. first one, right? Because it did allow us a pretty high degree of freedom to just go, all right, let's go do the Anson and Ethan thing right now. Or let's, you know, go mm-hmm. apparently just walk into the free William Shatner panel. Like we were, yep. we were standing outside of it and <laughs> this woman in a fan expo shirt was like, do you, would you guys like to go to the event? And we well, were no, like, she was I, like, please sit down. Do yeah. not, if you're yeah. going to watch, like, come in and sit down. Like, yeah, we didn't, don't block the fire aisles. We didn't much, know probably. that we, we couldn't, you know, we thought we figured we needed another ticket. She's like, please pick a seat. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, not to be, However, it sounds but shout out to Fan Expo. That was a pretty well run convention for that was pretty good. That was a the very three that well I've been convention. to. Like that one was smooth as heck. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so we got uh, autographed with uh, Ethan Peck and another selfie with him. Got to pull in some of our uh, patrons for that and, and local friends as well for a big group selfie with Ethan. I love the the first picture. I kind of got down on my knees in front of everyone, and Ethan, the pro, he is is like. That guy just stole the limelight. I got to get another picture where I'm on my knees. <laughs> so then we got a second and, free selfie. Yeah. And shout out to Ethan's, I don't know, handler, whoever, the the fo- the, the the woman there at the table with him who who helps out, collects, mm-hmm. make sure you got the ticket for the autograph. She took the pictures. She took great pictures, yeah. including the banner with his picture in the back that said Ethan Peck as Spock. And like, yeah, uh, definitely very skilled crew that was there helping out the stars. Also, if Cameron puts on black glasses and a sport jacket <laughs> and a TNG lapel pin in a room full of Trekkies, they assume he's cosplaying Ready Room Will Wheaton. 
Like, and I just go with it. I say yes. None of us had put that together till I think the second day. And somebody's like, you're doing Will Wheaton, right? And he was like, yes. <laughs> like, stopped a panel. Stopped a panel oh, yeah. she was yes. hosting and said, I'm sorry, are you doing Will Wheaton cosplay <laughs> yeah. to camera? I mean, there was never like a greater moment of yeah. projection, right? Like she wanted somebody to be doing a Will Wheaton from the Ready Room cosplay. I mean, next yeah. con, I'm wearing the same thing and just yeah. saying I'm Will Wheaton. I mean, yeah. no, that'll yep. be the intention. intention. Everywhere you go, Cameron goes, <laughs> hey, right. nerds. <laughs> but then Anson Mount, we also got to go up and uh, get his autograph as well, and got to talk. Yep. And we, ta- of course, we talked to Ethan Peck about the podcast, and he, he, uh, he was quite enamored with everything. That's great. That's great. We told him we'd be in touch with his publicist again, and he should reach out. And he was very politely noncommittal. Uh, but Anson was a little <laughs> bit of a different story because we, I mean, we told him about the podcast. We didn't mention interviews at all. Uh, and when he said, "Well, I mean." I mentioned that we had spoken with Melissa Navia. I don't remember I don't if think I used we even the word. mentioned that to him. Did we? I promise you that okay. I did. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, I mean, at the end of one of our sentences of basically just, we love you. Thank you. You're amazing. He went, all right, let's set up an interview. And we all died. And then <laughs> yep. after we had been resurrected by the medics that were on site for just such an emergency, the handler person looked at him and went, oh, contact info? And then he went, yes, and handed her, she handed John a card, and then we died again. And then mm-hmm. after being resuscitated for the second time, we all kind of had a moment where we looked at each other and went, did that just happen? And did we just we're still not sure. Anson Mount interview? Yeah, we're still not 100% sure that that's really what happened, but it feels like that's what happened because we emailed his people. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what? What? So be on the lookout for that in the future. I mean, hopefully it's it. I mean, it shouldn't fall through, but we don't want to say for sure because nothing's for sure until it happens. But yeah, you're going to get an open pike night Anson Mount interview pretty soon. It sounds yep. like. Yes. Yeah. And and it's going to be fun. We're going to bring our, our typical open pike night energy and skills to it and uh, make sure we give him as big a welcome as we've given everybody else. We, we love everybody who comes on to interview with us and, uh, we especially love our listeners and patrons. Okay, now that's a really, really good point, John, because without our patrons, it would be really difficult for three of us to sort of drop everything and go to a convention <laughs> that's like accepted us on a whim. Um, so thank you to the patrons. And just quickly to recap, some of the things that the patrons who helped us get there were involved with the aforementioned celebrity photos, right, that they did nope. not pay for, like which we are happy to do. We'd love to include as many people as possible. They went out to karaoke with us. They hung yep. out with us at the cons uh, uh, all three days. They went to yep. the panel. We, we went together. to breakfast. Like, yeah, there yeah. Was, I mean, there was, <laughs> it was a thing, right? Like, if you want to have an intense Star Trek focused nerd experience with some intensely <laughs> focused Star Trek nerds, this is a place that you can do that. And we feel like we should really probably give some more back to patrons if we can. And I think we can. Actually, I know that we can. So one of the things that we're going to do for our patrons is we're just going to give you the videos of us doing karaoke. That's probably not a wise <laughs> thing to do. Um, <laughs> so much blackmail material. Let me just tell you, I was very confused for a little while because this name kept popping up next to songs on the karaoke <laughs> list. And I was like, the band was called Shitty Bowie. 
and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's a cover band. No, that's Cameron's username at karaoke. <laughs> and I oh, was yeah. like, oh, okay. I've got an account. So he, and like, none of this is made up, folks. So like, no, <laughs> please, please become a patron for $2 a month and just watch our karaoke videos. I promise you it will be worth your $2 and you can, you can abandon us after that if you like. But we actually, we feel like that's not quite enough. So which one of you wants to be the one to talk about what else we're going to do for our patrons? Well, they've probably seen the uh, social media posts by now. But if you haven't, those aforementioned autographs we got from uh, Anson and Ethan were upon the aforementioned apron, Kiss the Goif, the, the infamous Kiss the Goif. And, uh, well, we, we, we don't need that. Uh, we're, we, we think we can uh, offer that up to some lucky patron. I think so. I think we decided that, hey, we've got these names signed on here. Um, obviously, we're not going to cook with this now. Uh, that would be... Sacrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would make it would be, it would be fitting thematically for correct. Pike's character. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be thematic, but also kind of a dick move. Um, so we decided, well, let's go ahead and see if we can give it away to one of our fine patrons. So once we hit 50 patrons, we're going to hold a drawing... And one of them is going to get that apron. Uh, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S., but there's a lot of Trekkies in the U.S. And for as little as $2 a month, you can get all the uh, backstage clips we put out with our interviews. You can get all of the live streams that we have done a little of and we're about to start ramping up a lot more of. And you get a chance to win Anson Mount and Ethan Peck's autographs. On a really nice uh, open pike night apron. One in 50 chance. That's pretty good. Wait a minute. That's a really good chance. You guys are saying we're giving people a one in 50 chance to win this autographed apron, and they don't have to be like a $25 tier patron. It's just any tier. Like $2 tier. $2 and up. Wow. So yep. you could yeah. pay $2 and get an apron with <laughs> with Anson Mount and Ethan Peck's autograph on it. That's that's pretty cool. Like, well, not I to am. mention one of the greatest uh, puns an apron has ever held. And we're talking I... aprons. They are known for their puns. Seriously. So oh, absolutely. Quaff, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With the finest it's... looking grill you've ever seen. It's like having a misprinted comic book cover or something, right? Like, yeah. One of a kind. Like, literally, this, nobody else on the planet <laughs> will ever own yeah. this uh, item with those autographs. Uh, speaking of the $25 level, though, uh, we do have, as part of that level, um, a promise to always shout out everybody, every patron we have for that level. So we, we would like to welcome Pam, our first $25 a month Hi, patron. Uh, thank you very much for your support. Thank you, Pam. We would also like to welcome our friend Mark, who we got to hang out with in Portland for bumping up to the $25 club. And welcome Shatterhand2049 to the $25 club. Thank you all very much for your support. And if you want to be shouted out, that's uh, one of the perks of that highest club. But again, you don't need to be in the highest tier to be entered to win the autographed apron. You get access to Discord. You get, depending on your level, different types of merch. We uh, apparently we love making merch. Oh, so <laughs> you uh, you get some pretty sweet, pretty sweet swag. Names that rhyme with jam are pretty good. Pam. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> Hey, so I know we said we are not doing uh, an interview and we're not, but uh, I did spend my uh, uh, valuable time talking to these celebrities, getting questions for you all. Star Trek questions. If I'm there as a Star Trek podcaster, 
with panelists on my badge, I'm going to do some work. So let's start with Mr. Sam Raimi himself, the man who made me want to make movies with the Evil Dead. The very sweet, so humble, just uh, he was a lovely man. It was so nice to meet him. You know, I've heard all the stories about how he tortures Bruce Campbell, but I was not Bruce Campbell. He was very sweet to everyone who walked up and he had a pretty big line, but he made time for people. And uh, he mentioned the Star Trek badge I had in my lapel. And I said, well, I I have a Star Trek uh, podcast. I have to ask if you were to make a Star Trek movie, what would your pitch be? And, uh, you know, I mean, that's a uh, question, of course, took him a little off guard. He wasn't sure, but he said, well, I would, uh, I, you know, I don't know, but I'd, I'd love to do something with the original cast. He's a TOS fan and he would have loved to have directed the original cast and something. So now I'm just picturing like an 80s Raimi TOS movie with by him. I mean, can you imagine the evil dead on the Enterprise? Ooh, that'd be good. And just him torturing William Shatner. <laughs> just oh, yeah. gallons it- of blood. You haven't showed him season seven, episode four yet, have you, John? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, huh? I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I didn't. Me- I'm. Okay. Oh, man, I can't believe it. I'm totally kidding. Meanwhile, Bruce Campbell, also a TOS fan, I asked him who he would want to play in uh, Star Trek, and he said he'd probably just be a red shirt who beamed down and died immediately. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think everybody would accept. I think that's uh, right. And love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think you should get up there with Jeffrey Combs, and uh, I think we should get a oh. Jeffrey Combs and Bruce Campbell in the <gasps> same episode, episode of Star Trek. Hundred percent. I yeah. since Cam did it, I'm going to do it too. Um, Kelly, I believe you are the listener who asked us about Spock's chest hair. Mm. Uh, we ha- we heard the answer. We, we heard have the answer to that, and it's the um, best answer you could have ever hope for. I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if we should put it right here, or if we should just, you know what? Let's just wait until we pressure <laughs> Ethan Peck into coming back <laughs> onto Open Pike Night, and he can tell the story again. We'll be like, hey, remember the story you told at Fan Expo? I don't Portland? know if he's going to tell it again. <sighs> if he doesn't tell it again <laughs> when we interview him, which is a goal that we have, then I will tell the story. I okay. promise. Okay. And or maybe I'll just DM Kelly because I feel like that's sort of a tease. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, the point being like, go to the panels when you're at a convention, especially if they're like a local podcast and they've got theories and queries <laughs> at the same time about an upcoming season of a show you like. Just throwing it out there. The other uh, noticeable thing about the con is, I, I mean, maybe this is the time to bring it up, Jesse, the costumes, people walking around, so many Star Trek costumes, you know, if we saw like a Disco or Strange yep. New Worlds costume, immediately we're just showering them in stickers and telling them to come to our <laughs> our panel. But, you know, there are a lot of TNG costumes because there's a lot of TNG actors there. And so I was in line waiting for Jonathan Frakes. And I mean, more than once this happened where I was like, oh, hey, Strange New Worlds fans, I'm fishing out my stickers from my pocket and just blank stares. What? What's that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're enough of a Star Trek fan to be in uniform, and you don't know what the latest show is. I mean, not even heard of it. It's like dissonance there. <laughs> it was it was shocking. I guess streaming really is more niche than I thought. It is a, an age, and we've said it before. You have to pay to watch new Star Trek. You cannot watch it for free. Do you think that people are fairly just wary of first seasons of Treks? I mean, to have it on your radar is what I'm talking about. Like, I understand not watching it. I agree with you. But not being like, oh, yeah. this fandom I love has a new thing. I'm aware of the title. I totally agree with yeah. you, Cameron. So all I'm saying is, people, if you love Star Trek, if you love Strange New Worlds, go preach it to the masses, because apparently you can't just assume that people know about it. Along that same line, if there's a, I don't know, a Colin podcast that you really like, go tell your friends about it, because uh, this is something that we... We're really pushing at the convention and that 
it's not that we've gotten away from it, but it's like it's it's easy, you know, when there are names like the names that we have been talking about in your ears, it can be easy to forget to give proper credit to all of the people that made our show what it is. So thank you yeah. to every listener and every caller, even if you're not a patron, even if you don't call in. If you listen, that's good enough for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for downloading every week. And I just, you know, we we got to say, gratitude has taken our show a long way. So we are not prepared to alter course. And no. and this is going to be a really, really good year coming up of Open Pike Night, even though we've already had an amazing year at Open Pike Night. And, uh, you know, speaking of calls and speaking of meeting new people, we got a call from one of the new people we met oh, good. at Fan Expo Portland and uh, figured, you know, this is Open Pike Night. What would the show be without a call? So you guys ready? I'm ready. Hi, guys. This is Sophia from Portland. Hey. And we had quite a snowstorm that blew through. Oh. Um, six inches of snow is not much for other parts of the country, but for here... Uh, yeah, it completely shut us down, and it made me think of uh, the locations that they go to on Strange New Worlds, especially the cold ice planet that they had. Um, and I was wondering if there was any kinds of environments that you were looking forward to seeing the crew tackle in maybe season two and beyond. Wow. Okay, all first right. of all. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Sophia. We miss hey, you. That was hey. so cool. <laughs> like, wow, that was great. Sophia had an excellent homemade Strange New Worlds costume in the style of Una. She had the black stripe. I am on record as feeling that Una has the best uniform on the current bridge. Thank you so much for your call. Great question. Um, I'm just going to jump in and say I'm a sucker for a desert because Star Trek, as we know, is not afraid to pull off a little bit of a space western. And this is a great cast for that. Mm. I mean, we just spoke with author John Jackson Miller, New York Times bestseller, no big deal, who wrote The High Country, which has some equestrian action in it, right? Like, Just don't Google bit. equestrian action. <laughs> I don't, well, yes, do not, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> that's going to be difficult to come back from. Thanks, Cam. Sorry. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I just, it, I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sophia, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, yeah, I mean, deserts are good. I, you're right, Jesse, but I am a sucker for an underwater thing. You know, I mean, the abyss, amazing, but even yeah. like getting into like the B level, like Deep Star 6, Leviathan, give yeah. it to me. Give me yep. an underwater base. We've got the technology now. I mean, you can say what you want about Avatar Way of the Water, and I have plenty to say, but the underwater stuff looked amazing. So, like, let's use that technology and put some Star Trek stories down there. I got to point out, Cameron, I know you you probably haven't seen it, but we've recently had a little bit of that in Prodigy, and it's everything you want it to be. And it's, I mean, it is, I specifically, as soon as you said that, was like, oh, that could happen, because to your point, we can do it now, and it's been in Trek now. Yes. Exactly. And I'm I'm a pretty big fan of like indie sci-fi, not not just mainstream sci-fi like Star Trek. So I would really like to see, you know, a puzzle planet type thing. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the movie Cube. Mm. We've got board cubes, a board cube that has a cube interior or like a big old cube matrix of board cubes. I mean, I'm just saying puzzle planet having to work their way out. That that would be pretty fantastic. Can you say cube a few more times so that people yeah. are I, I, it, it's got to be a hypercube, obviously. Ooh, that's cube task. <laughs> that's that's cube four, right? Wait, cube four was hypercube. That cube two is hypercube. I Can know. Ice Cube guest star this? Oh, <laughs> he's man. never been in a cube movie. 
I, why, why has this not happened? Uh, great question, <laughs> Sophia. I, I promise you that normally if there's an episode to talk about, you'll get like really smart or at least smart sounding answers. And if you ask a guest who are interviewing, you will definitely get a smart answer. But thank you for taking the time to send that clip in. For now, you just get a smart ass answer. So the uh, the third day of the, the con was obviously a little more subdued. We, we weren't on the floor first thing because we were prepping for our panel. Uh, Open Pike Night presents Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 Theories and Queries. Man, that panel, guys. I know we're about to play it for, for our listeners, but I try not to be a pessimist. But man, I could not have even guessed how good that panel would be and how, how good it would feel to sit in front of a crowd like that and do the open pike night thing. And to get confirmation that it works, right? Like it's not, yeah, it's not just an online thing. It's not just, it, it is a this, but it is not just a loose association of geeks and nerds, right? It is actually becoming a community and it's the kind of community that people want to be a part of as evidenced by the fact Somebody we met there has already called in, and that's actually not even the first clip we got from Sophia. She gave us audio on the floor. We had, like, portable mics. You'll hear some of that. John's right. Like, I, you all know that I am not a pessimist, but I was thinking, you know, last day of the convention, end of the last day. None of the Star Trek actors are still here. All of the Star Trek panels with actors are over. Mm -hmm. So... There's a chance we could be doing this for an empty room, and that's okay. There was okay. a lot of anime costumes that third day, guys. Yeah, yeah. Third day was all anime. We're like, there no was, one's yep. going to show up to it. I mean, <laughs> we knew that we would have Mark and Sincera there because yes. we knew we had you guys no matter what, and we appreciate that dearly. But it was like, when we sat down, there was... The, most of the seats that were there had people in them, and and, it, and yeah. then they stayed for our, our <laughs> panel that was free. And... They got into it and spoke to us. It was, I just, yeah, we, we were blown away. I was personally blown away, but I know that after that, we all kind of looked at each other. And we're like, okay, I blacked out. Did it, was it okay? <laughs> Did it all go <laughs> fine? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was just so good to have so many people there. And we, we got support from some of our guests. We had calls from Henry Alonzo Myers, the showrunner and Melissa Navia Ortegas called in specifically to participate in our panel, sent us clips and it was just so much fun. And it was really great to talk to so many people who hadn't heard of open pike night before, you know, 72 Mm -hmm. hours earlier. I don't mean to toot my own promotional horn. But I feel like live on a mic in front of people is the easiest place for me to shill our our stuff. Like <laughs> I was fitting in like go to openpike.com slash join us. Go to openpike.com. <laughs> follow us on social media at openpike. Like it was more natural than when we do it on the show. Just yeah. take a drink every time Jesse shows the own <laughs> our own show. You really should. Like <laughs> No, don't. You will get alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Again, you need to eat food while you do that. I personally didn't feel skeezy about it it wasn't like okay now here's where i go give us your money it it was here's how you become part of this show and people have yeah. done it and i'm so fucking happy about that and i can, i'm never gonna get over it i literally will never get over it i know it will go guys we're awesome <laughs> i think podcast panels in general are kind of a newer thing yeah. and so it felt really good to be validated in oh yeah we made the right choice 
for our content of the panel and how we laid it out mm-hmm. and how we worked it. Um, mm-hmm. Tech issues aside, uh, we had just a fantastic time. And I don't I, see any reason why we shouldn't just uh, let everybody listen to that now. What do you guys think? If you need a visual aid, you can mm-hmm. also follow us on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> at Open Pike, where you will see our big board of season two conspiracy theory words, which of course does come from our one word teases. So let's go ahead and mm-hmm. fire up the panel audio from the first ever Open Pike Night Live season two theories and queries panel. What do you think, guys? Should we get started with our first ever live open pipe night panel? I think we sure should. Welcome to Open Bike Night Live, where your personal logs are our prime directive. It's great to be here with the wonderful folks and attendees here at Fan Expo Portland 2023. We really appreciate you coming out. We're a podcast about strange new worlds, but more importantly, we're a podcast about bringing in the voices of those who love Trek and uh, those who just enjoy what strange new worlds means and has brought to this larger, amazing time we are in Trek. Um, we started a year ago as a Strange New World sort of after dis- show discussion podcast. And once we were done discussing the 10, you know, 10, not enough episodes of Strange New Worlds, we started interviewing cast and crew, uh, starting with Melissa Navia. And it's just kept on going since then and, and having a great time. And so uh, what we started doing was asking everybody who's involved with season two to give us one word. And we don't want spoilers. We don't like spoilers. We don't like getting people in trouble. So the greatest example we can give is, you know, if we had asked Melissa Navia before season one and she said the word Starfall, it wouldn't have meant anything to us before we saw it. But once we got to episode eight, once we got to the Elysian Kingdom, like, ah, that's what she's talking about. And so that is what we have been collecting and just that and the excitement of everybody involved. So joining me today are my co-hosts and co-creators. We have Cameron. I promise I am not in a Will Wheaton cosplay, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and we have Jesse. I am in a Will Wheaton cosplay, and you just can't tell because it's really bad. <laughs> and if yeah, we, like we said before, if you haven't heard our shows, we love having callers in. We love having more voices than ours. We are a very typical podcast <laughs> when it comes to the people who host podcasts, and we love including everybody's voice and all of our guests always. Somebody comments during every interview man i love being able to hear their voices and uh they just get the biggest smiles each time um and you and like we said if you care to talk to us some more leave a comment for somebody uh we'll be standing outside with recorders after the show we'll just get your name and uh have you shout out your your favorite actor or creator um so we also take calls and we do have some calls today first up we have a call from henry in la Hi, this is Henry Lonzo Myers. Hello to Open Pike Night and everyone in the audience at Fan Expo. I'm incredibly excited at what is going to be coming up this year for you guys uh, to see uh, season two of Strange New Worlds. Uh, We've been working on it for I can't even tell you how long, and I cannot believe uh, the experience that you are going to have. And I'm not going to describe it any more than that, but I hope you are there to enjoy. All right, all right. Well... 
Henry Alonzo Myers is the showrunner of Strange New Worlds and is very, very good at his NDA. So <laughs> since we didn't get any real information from him, we're just going to make some uh, wild, baseless theories out of it. Why don't, we, do it. why don't we start that? Do you got our one word? I we do. do. We have a series, as we mentioned. We ask every guest for one word tease from season two. Not going to give anything away, but one <laughs> word that we can, you know, obsess over until we see season two. Some of them gave us two or three. So we put them up here on Mariner's big board of conspiracies, <laughs> which we feel is appropriate considering there is a Strange New Worlds Lower Decks crossover episode coming up. And you can see all of our individual teaser words on this piece. Now we are going to go through those. All right. Well, let me start with my first query, uh, guys. I am super excited for Carol Kane in season two. She's going to be our new engineer. It's Carol Kane. It's Miracle Max's wife. Valerie Max, but Miracle Max's wife. Yep. Uh, Scrooge, uh, License to Drive, I think. I don't know. Everything from the 80s you love. Carol Kane. Any any predictions for her? Any theories? Uh, I do have a theory about her. I think it's going to be more about the crew's reaction to her, and I don't think Spock is going to want her there. I think... He has been through something really emotional in uh, All Those Who Want Her. And between letting his emotions go and the loss of Hammer, and they were buds. And I don't think he is going to be at all glad that she's there as a replacement. You're thinking Pulaski situation. I'm thinking a Pulaski situation. I'm thinking not outward hostility, but just really trying to probably somewhere between I don't want to make another friend and lose another friend. And, uh, yeah, I am dealing with feelings that I haven't felt before. So, do you think Pelio will just show up and go, Hey, everyone, I'm here to fix what's broken. And then that's going to set Spock off. I'm picturing her as a Star Trek engineer version of the character she played in Scrooge. The uh, (laughs) foul-mouthed fairy coming in to fix the starship. And, yeah, yeah, when she says she's here to fix what's broken, Spock's just going to, you know... Throw, throw whatever pad he's got in the corner, storm out, go punch some walls, something like that. Who's going to get kicked in the triples? Ooh, it's going to be anywhere from Sam Kirk on down into the Lower Decks crew. Chief Kyle. Chief Kyle, yeah, very well could be. Yeah, I'm just curious, you know, because Ahura and... and, and um... Bruce Horak, I'm just, I just think of the actor's name, Ever. now Hammer. Uh, uh, you know, they had a very strong bond mentorship, and I was like, well, who's going to take that over? Because I kind of thought Hammer stole the mentorship from Sam Kirk. He was there, he was going to mentor Uhura to the comm station, but then Hammer swept in. Uh, it sounds like that's not the case, but Dan Shanat did promise uh, an interesting scene between two Kirks and Uhura coming up in season yep, two. I yep. don't know what that's going to be, but I'm excited. I don't think he said... Kirk sandwich, but we thought Kirk sandwich <laughs> when we described it. Yeah. The, the other thing that we've run into, this is not part of the, the script here, but one of the things that we've run into with all of our interviews, and I don't know if any of you met Anson Mount or Ethan Peck the other day, the most gracious people, yeah. right? And, and everybody that we have talked to that works on this show is very aware of that and takes it as a responsibility to help the show stay that way. And, um, you know, if, you, if you're if you not interested in our show yet, I'm just going to say, we also talked to Anson Mount recently, and uh, you may want to stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very productive conversation with him while we were getting an autograph. So, <laughs> good to see him, good to support him. We definitely hope he feels better soon. Ethan, well yeah, Ethan, we hope he looks better soon, you know, just, just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> homely, homely guy. <laughs> All right, time for another clip? I think so. Hang on just a second. 
Hey, open pike night. My Strange New World Season 2 prediction is very on-brand. I know, shocking. Uh, but first, I'll give you a generic one. Hashtag Mortagus. I think we will get some awesome Ortega scenes. But my main prediction is my Crusher connection, which hopefully is not getting too tiring for everyone. But Dr. Beverly Crusher is back in Star Trek in a huge way, and I am so here for it and so glad that this iconic character and Gates McFadden are finally getting their due. So I predict, maybe a little off the wall, but I think Dr. Beverly Crusher will somehow, some way, make some kind of appearance in Strange New World Season 2 so we can have an actual Crusher connection. Maybe it'll be a hologram, a flashback, time travel, an ancestor. I don't know. The writers love this character, and Gates is awesome, so I hope they figure it out. But have fun in Portland, and as always, live long and prosper. All right, that was our uh, good friend and former guest, Michelle. Uh, she's called into the show regularly. She does something called the Crusher Connection each time where she tries to tie it to Beverly Crusher. Um, there, There is one requirement to being able to call into Open Pike Night, and that is you need to call into Open Pike Night. We want to hear every Trekkie's voice, and, and we have built such a, a fun community. It's not anything that we expected to be sitting here in a panel when we said a year ago, hey, we should start a Star Trek podcast. So uh, we love hearing from new people and hearing from our old friends. So... As the seasons go, as our guests come on, uh, let's let's hear from everybody we can. And I love Michelle, but I don't think we need actual Crusher, right? Like, we could have maybe a Howard, like a Crusher ancestor who maybe has a fling with Pike or something. I don't know. But I, I really, <clears throat> Michelle is emblematic of the kind of people that call in. Of course, the easiest way to do that is to go to openpike.com slash join us. You can record your message right there and send it to us. We will put it on the show. And she really brings up <clears throat> what makes Trek fans, in my opinion, yeah. the best fans. Because we don't go, oh, that's cool and shiny, and I love it. I mean, we do that. But we also go, I identify with that character, and that character means something to me. And I'm seeing myself in these situations and these people. And Crusher is that for Michelle. And it's just, you know, to see the true effect that this show has had on people over the years is wonderful, but to be able to unite some new voices on a new Star Trek series is something that we're very excited to do. So please, if you aren't considering it, start considering it. Cameron, speaking of the next generation. We don't usually script. This isn't my fault. <laughs> Speaking of the next generation, Cameron, I heard that you spoke with Jonathan Brakes, and you asked him about that Lower Decks crossover episode. What do you got for us? Yes, I did use my autograph time with him to ask him for his one-word tease for his Lower Decks episode that he directed. Um, yeah, I mean, in a way, he didn't answer. In a way, he gave me a lot more than one word. He said, it is not working to be anything but a comedy. It is very funny. What was the adjective you used? Uh, I think he said it's uh, very aware of what it is and not trying to be anything it isn't. Yeah, that's nice. Straight comedy. So, for some reason, I have a feeling that the Lower Decks episode is going to be their mirror universe episode. I feel like that's how they're going to kind of bridge the two mediums. They're going to bring in Mir, Boimler, and Mariner. So I think it starts in the Lower Decks. We know it's partly animated. It starts in the Lower Decks universe, Mir universe, and Boimler, who goes by the name Orion Cocktails. This is pirate name. <laughs> and uh, he and Mariner find a totem. Thank you, Davey. 
uh, with the inscription Shane Die. Now, if you Google Shane Die, you get a few things. You get previous generation. They read the inscription and find themselves traveling through time. No time crystals involved, Jesse. There are always time crystals involved, Cameron. <laughs> now they get there, and of course, this near universe needs pipe screws, so there's going to be some conflict, and uh, they're basically going to rip off Bill and Ted's bogus journey, guys. They say, we it's a challenge to the death. Name your challenge, and we know that both Sam Kirk and Spock are board game fans with the Yahtzee reference from Children of the Comet. So, Game Night. Title of the episode right there, Game Night. Why? Charades, people. <laughs> Charades. Also, we've got Go. They're going to play some Monopoly. Of course, Enterprise crew loses that. They don't know what money is. Right. We've got weapons. Melissa Navio is very cagey when she said weapons. I think there's going to be a holographic game of Clue going on. That's going to be so awesome. I think you nailed it. I think so. We've got the Klingon coffee beer pong, basically. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, I don't really know what happens. I just hope at the end, Sam Burt goes, now it's time for you to Shane die. Since the back of their time. <laughs> and then kills them. Something, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a strange new world. They're, they're not going to kill even Mir. Even, even Mir. <laughs> I, I got to say, I, I pretty much like that. Yeah. Um, I really hope that we get a live-action Boimler screen. I, I, I feel like we probably will, but like... I want to see that on Anson Mount's bridge. I want to see Anson Mount's face when Jack Quaid is screaming like a little child. I just want to see a hair off between the two of them. Oh, man. That's dangerous territory that I'm not even going to approach. <laughs> All right. That was great. Let's, uh, let's hear from our next caller. Hello, Open Pike. This is Saidina. I really wish I could be there right now with you all, enjoying the fabulous Fan Expo. I hope it is a lovely day there in Portland. I don't really have any theories, as that is not my forte, but I do have a high expectations for what they'll be doing with Cybok. As you know, I adore Cybok. I think he is a complex, fascinating character who didn't get enough screen time. Now that he's officially official canon, I hope they delve deep. This is a great opportunity to explore the duality between him and Spock and their pursuit of truth. Spock's journey leads him through the loneliness and painful sanctification of the Balkan path, whereas Cybok chooses to reject the way of logic, arrogantly believing he can redefine what it means to be Vulcan. I would love it if they would emphasize that dichotomy between Spock's integrity and humility versus Cybok's vaingloriousness, for it matters greatly the attitude by which we pursue truth. Thank you, Open Pike. Talk more soon. Live long and prosper. All right, that was another uh, returning caller of ours, Saidina. She loves to call in and get philosophical, but also it's she she brings it every time she calls in. Audience, the guests always love answering her questions, and I'm glad she brought up Cybok because yeah. definitely a complicated character for now and for the past. So, Jesse, what do you think? I want to know who's playing Cybok. Like, I, I legitimately hope it's just Ethan Peck in like a crazy way weird, right? Like, I would be okay with that personally. Um, I don't know that they will go that way. Our our friend uh, Matthew McFadgen, who played the Romulan commander in the season one finale, um, A Quality of Mercy, he's uh, he's quite aware that people were hoping that James Frain, who played Sarek on Discovery, would get cast as the Romulan commander, a la TOS, having him play both roles. And he said, you know what? They do uh, kitsch with their references on Strange New Worlds, but they don't do kitsch with their casting. And that really stuck out to me. And I went, you know what? That probably means we're not getting Ethan Peck in a bad wig and fake beard. But I think I'm okay with it. 
Do you guys have anybody that you think would be a good Psylocke for this crew? I believe we brought up Antonio Banderas at one point. I mean, that, but that's older Cybok. That's like yeah, yeah, frontier Cybok. Yeah. Uh, anybody I mean, in the audience? Yeah. Say, what do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. whoa! Yeah. That would be good. That would be fantastic. Zachary Quinto. That would be the crossover that Jesse will never shut up about wanting <laughs> multiple universes uh, meeting. I mean, Jesse is very passionate about. But uh, yeah, I think Zachary Quinto could bring it really well, and it'd be I'm fun to do better than that. Yeah. I was just say, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to see him with curly hair finally, instead of the uh, Siler Spock straight hairdos. So. I think so. I think. Yeah, they're they're, they're decently close. How did Vulcan say it? Very oddly, uh, Jesse. You're also passionate about one other thing, and uh, beyond your uh, crackpot theories about multiverses all over the place, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about Klingons in Strange New Worlds? I for sure thought you were talking about time crystals. <laughs> uh, if you want a time crystal, we have a few up here to give away. So I do have a theory. Um, I, I have been wanting the Klingons to come back to Strange New Worlds personally, just because like that's that's the era where the Klingons matter, right? Like. Come on, give me some great Klingon stories here. And, always matter. And, and, yes, that's <laughs> our newest Klingons always right matter. Klingons right. always matter. <laughs> now, I don't know about you folks. I love the disco Klingons. Give me the Discovery Klingons. I'm fine with that. If you want to add the hair back to them, that's fine too. But I want Klingons in Star Trek Strange New World Season 2. And when we asked Bruce Horak, who of course played Chief Engineer Hammer, to give us a tease, a one-word tease for season two. And we know he's in season. Well, well we know he's well, back. Here's the thing. He has said, my career in Star Trek isn't over. That's all he can say. And we said, we know that's all you can say, but can you give us a one-word tease? I believe and his response went, was, uh, and that's where he left it. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel that means he's probably in season two. I think, I think that's what's <laughs> And... Knowing that Klingon coffee is on our big board of conspiracy words, and knowing that Bruce Horak is very adept at playing characters with prosthetics and a ton of makeup, I almost guarantee Bruce Horak in season two of Strange New Worlds is going to be playing a Klingon barista. <laughs> I'll take it. That's the one time I'm going to agree with you, Jesse. Yeah, 100%. Thank you. <laughs> this has literally never happened before. I'm glad it's, it's on video so that people can see it. I, but so, I, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that kind of started as a joke. But the more we thought about it, we're like, I think that might work. <laughs> I mean, if they don't cast Bruce Horick as a Klingon, why are we even here? Why, what are they doing? Agreed. And we also realized... There is a blind Klingon character that is available to the canon, and the character, or the actor who played that character is no longer able to do so, so if they ever wanted to go see him again on Boreth, where the time crystals are, maybe Bruce could fill in there too. But I still think Klingon barista. Barista? Yeah. 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 Four sh- wait, four shots of espresso, right? espresso, because they do two of everything. Rack to Gino, but you know. Rack to yeah. Gino. <laughs> maybe he's serving them coffee during game night. Oh, there we oh. go. There we go. You got to you got to go all night, right? And Surge, Surge has either been outlawed or uh, lost in World War Three. So, 
Give me a moment. Gosh, <laughs> <Gushers. Surge coming>. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm drinking coffee to game all night. Okay. It's that or four locos, and that would be a whole four different nine, type of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did want to bring up the, the the stickers that we've got out in the audience for you. You might notice the hashtag Mortegas. Um, we are we we do lay a little bit of claim to the fame of of making that hashtag popular. Melissa Navia has given it to us. So, yep. And uh, but that is one thing we're very passionate about is we want to see at least one Ortega centered episode. We all were hoping for it. She quickly became a show favorite of ours, and in our interactions with her in interview, like man. Why didn't we get to see her uh, get a whole episode? And so uh, it is funny that the first preview of season two that they gave us was Ortegas getting left behind <laughs> on a, on a on the ship while he, the rest of the crew does a mission. What do you think is going to happen on that ship? Because we know something's going to happen on that ship. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, she's going to be in the chair. Uh, it's going to be something akin to, I mean, a prank war with the lower deckers. It's going to be. <laughs> Or, or she's going to have to go off on some wild adventure while the boring mission happens below, and then it'll be just get back, get to the end, scrubbing down the decks, getting all the soot stains <laughs> off, cleaning up the console rocks, whatever you have to do to make it make sure that Pike Les are back in the chair again at some point in the future. We also know uh, Jenna Mitchell from Food and Place. Jenna Mitchell told us that uh, not only is there a scene where she's in the captain's chair. There's a scene where everyone leaves the bridge but her. Um, so, yeah, it might be that episode because most of the, the bridge crews down on the planet is just Ortegas, and she's got to go handle some stuff. Oh, so we're going to get to see a scene where, where uh, Mitchell's settling in, starting getting getting real comfortable, and Ortegas comes back and just, get out of there. Just throws that awesome hat at her. Yeah. <laughs> the hat is supreme. I don't know if y'all saw the season two sneak peek with Ortegas. Um, probably going to take place uh, on or around Rigel System, so there's some very tantalizing TOS stuff going on there. The outfits are definitely reminiscent of the last time we were on Rigel, so very excited for that. And I know that this is slightly out of order, John, but um, keep talking about how good of friends we are with Melissa Navia. Should we just prove it? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. This is Melissa Navia. Hello to Open Pike Night and everyone in the audience at Fan Expo. We have an unbelievable season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds coming your way and plenty of more Tegas as requested. Until then, keep rewatching season one, dreaming about all things Star Trek and getting ready for you don't even know. Oh, so good. Until then. <laughs> Melissa, what don't we know? You know, you ask people who have signed legal documents to uh, <laughs> to give you some kind of hint, and they just won't do it. It's 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 really unfair. So that's why you're here. Yeah, that's that's why we bring you here to try. I'm I'm amazed. I'm kind of surprised the one word teases work. Like honestly, yeah. at first I was like, oh, are we going to get these folks in trouble? And then the guy who runs the show was like, yeah, I'll give you one. Like, you okay, two. great, awesome. We're uh, we're just going to keep doing this then. So. Jesse, you have a theory about uh, Ortegas in season two. It's not one I like. Do you want to share it? I think we may lose Ortega's. That would be the last thing that I want ever. I want an Ortega spinoff. She should be a captain, in my opinion. Um, And I think if we all work hard enough, we can make that happen. So please, see me after the show. Um, But, okay, we start thinking about it, and it's like we know that some of these characters are not going to make it to the end of the series, right? They're designed not to make it to the end of the series. 
we know specifically that her position is going to get taken over by Sulu. So, like, we know that she's not going to be the pilot of the Enterprise forever. And, okay, this is a little bit meta, I guess, because it's not technically part of the Star Trek universe, but her IMDb does list her as 13 episodes. It lists, to be fair, all the other actors as 10 episodes. So it could just be that her agent is very on top of entering her credits as they come in. But it could also mean that she's only there for three episodes. And it's something that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that's not what that means. And I still don't think that's what it means. But they did do all of season two before they got any fan input on season one. Season two was completely filmed and ready to go before season one aired. So there's a chance that they didn't know everybody would love Ortegas. And they're about to make a huge mistake. <laughs> um, but I don't think they are. I trust them fully. and. They know, specifically, mostly from us, that there would be, like, street-level riots if Ortegas doesn't make it through season two. So, probably okay to share here just as a hypothetical, and if anything happens to her, feel free to hold me personally responsible at openpipe.com slash join us. <laughs> do it. Give him an earful. Uh, speaking of an earful, we do have a uh, call-in from another one of our good friends. Hi, it's Peter again. I hope everyone is having a great time at the Portland Fan Expo. I have two quick fan theories about Strange New World Season 2. I think the Season 1 cliffhanger with number 1 will be resolved within the first two episodes. Given the 10-episode season that is common in the streaming era and the episodic nature of the show, I don't think there will be enough time to extend that story arc. My second fan theory is related to La'an. She is a relative of Khan, Nuni, and Singh, but aside from a couple of quick mentions during season one, we don't know much about how she is related to him. I think in season two, we will get a story, perhaps a B story, that focuses on La'an's family history. Enjoy the rest of the convention and live long and prosper. All right, that was our first fan, Peter, who's been with us since the very beginning of the show. And uh, yeah, I am glad he talked about how quickly they're going to resolve Una because... I honestly thought, back in back before Lower Decks aired, I was like, oh, they're going to do sort of a these are the voyages type thing to rescue uh, Captain Freeman, and they're going to go back and be like, well, how did, the, how did the Strange New Worlds crew, how did they get Una free of prison, and then just deal with it like that so Una could be right back on the ship at the beginning of season <laughs> two. Um, they kind of halfway a little bit, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't, these are the voyages, but they resolved it very quickly. I do hope he's right that it's quickly, but not... Half a half an episode not quick. Off yeah, exactly. Well, we we know it's not off screen. Henry Lonzo Myers told us that they thought it might be, which I did. That's <laughs> right. right. How do you resolve that off screen? Like just in a comic book? Well, there is a comic. There is a comic book called The Illyrian Enigma, and they are sort of dealing with. Uh, I believe that's more Una's origins, but oh, okay. Yeah, it, it made it sound like one episode. The premiere yes. will be saving Una. And then Lon. Lon has been, uh, Jesse didn't trust her at first, didn't trust her at all, <laughs> thought she was a spy, thought there was, there was definitely something nefarious. She, she too easily adopts prey posture. In that first episode, she's like, here's the plan, right? And then she's like, oh, I need help. I was like, that's too quick of a change. I don't trust that. Uh, it sort of melted away, but that's where I started with her character. I mean, she's related to Khan, but being related to Khan and... You guys knew I wasn't going to be able to stick to one Star Trek series, so I don't know if you're all watching Discovery, you don't have to, but in season five, they're on a quest of some kind to find some kind of cool treasure. I'm pretty sure it's the Tox Utat from Star Trek TNG, which is like a time 
weapon of some sort. There was time travel already involved there. So I think that with Will Wheaton's cover your ears, Cameron. He hasn't seen all of TNG. Yeah. So with Will Wheaton's transformation into a traveler, oh. and he's putting together this team with androids and all these other people. I'm feeling like he's kind of making like a multiversal Avengers group for Star Trek. I'm not saying I hope he's doing that. I say I think he's doing that. In which case, they could use the Toxitot from season five of Discovery to go back in time, introduce La'an Takan, and then I, I've got nothing after that. But I, I think that there is a large multi-property crossover coming, is all I'm going to say. And you think Wesley is the Nick Fury? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, Jackson of this universe? Okay, I totally hear where you're coming from. <laughs> but if you saw the scene at the end of Picard Season 2, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing with Wesley. He's the Nick Fury of this universe. <laughs> Bold choice. Does that make Ready Room canon? <laughs> oh, oh man, she's taking your multiverse theory. And well, that kind of makes him the Watcher too, and Nick Fury, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's, it feels like they set up a lot of stuff they're going to do in season two. I mean, they set up Cybok. I kind of feel like he's going to be the big villain of Strange New Worlds for a while, and I love that. I love that. Uh, Cybok to me is like the movie he's from, Final Frontier, like. Both very interesting and lots of good stuff, but kind of failed on execution. So I want to see Cybok done right. I am actually, I'm agreeing with you now. This is really weird. Um, I, I would like to see more Cybok, and I want to see some more Captain Angel. Because I, I feel they set Captain Angel up to be a bit of a nemesis for Pike, because there is a certain sense of empathy that Angel has that you don't mm -hmm normally get in a villain, right? I mean, like... They're she, a hopeless romantic. I right. love that. And they genuinely helped Spock in that scene explaining, you know, duality of identity and things. So I think that having a high-level intelligent nemesis for this crew is a good idea. And if you give them, like, a nemesis team, Cybok and Angel, I mean, I think that's a great idea. And but I'll be honest... Deal Go ahead. Con stuff too. They're going to have to deal. With, that's right. my point. They've set up a lot right. of pieces to move around. Oh, they're doing a Sinister Six. <laughs> <laughs> every crew versus every villain. <laughs> this is what happens when a nerd gets a microphone. <laughs> we do have one more call here. What's up, Open Pike Night? It's Steve with Sincera, and I am here to be a part of your live event at Portland Fan Expo. I don't think I can keep all my season two theories for Star Trek Strange New Worlds down to 60 seconds. So why don't you just look over to wherever I am in the crowd and ask me in person? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! This is what we call seating the audience, folks. It's, uh, I'd like to welcome Steve, our friend Mark, some uh, listeners who've become friends. Come on up! Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Give us, give us a theory or ask us a query. Well, you guys have kind of covered it already with bringing up Lon, because that was my my thought, was that she's off helping folks, like the refugee that she went off with at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And I think she's going to either find the Botany Bay or something similar. That's and, of course, we can keep it canon by she doesn't wake everybody up, everybody up, but maybe oh. somebody's awake. And that's why the ship was... Empty when yeah. Kirk finds it. Oh. She put everybody in cryo and oh, <laughs> Steve. This is why you gotta have cool listeners and patrons, folks. Okay. Steve and Mark are listeners of ours that became patrons 
And they have flown from Chicago and LA, respectively, out here to meet us for the first time ever. This is actually the first time the three of us are meeting in person, even. Yep, this but whole podcast has been online until this weekend. This is so emblematic of what Open Pike Night is. It's about community, it's about bringing voices together, it's about putting your words into the ears of the people that make Star Trek. And if you call and leave us your question, we'll play it for the people who make Star Trek. So next time, Steve, that we talk to somebody in the writer's room, I'm going to bring that up because dang. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, people don't have to call in right now, do they? Oh. Should we open up to some cues and Absolutely. <laughs> if you have a season two theory or query that you'd like to share or ask, we're going to go ahead and open it up. I'll come down there if you want to come stand up at the mic. Yeah, or you can shout out. It's not a huge room. Uh, anybody, you don't, it does not have to make sense. It, we, we, we make jokes all the time. Mine made perfect sense. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that. But while you folks think of your theories, let's just really quickly go over all of the one word pieces that we have got for season two. We have Orion Cocktails. We have Shanghai. Not sure if we spelled that correctly. We also have Totem. We have Strange New Feelings. That was from uh, Nami Malamad. That's uh, one of the, the music cue titles for season two. And she does, she writes all of the music for the show. She's, she's the one in charge. She didn't do the theme, but she does all the soundtrack and score for the show. Uh, we've got Weapons, as we mentioned before, from Melissa Navia. We've got Charades. We've got the Klingon coffee that you guys, come on, like there's going to be a barista. That's how coffee gets made. Okay. Uh, What's the Klingon word for barista? Probably just barista with an apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Two apostrophes. Okay. At least two apostrophes. Yeah. Barista with two apostrophes. Uh, and I We've got Colorful Twister. Colorful. Yep. Yes. And that one, who did we get colorful from? That was from Dr. Aaron McDonald, the science advisor. For all of Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. She was on our show and she advised us about some of the science. We uh, failed <laughs> to pick out any of the fake science that she said was the biggest. And some um, of the fanfics she writes, she advised us on that. So. Yeah, we found out that Dr. Aaron McDonald has three separate AO3 accounts. So if you're into fanfiction, go on there and start looking. She says they vary by level of oh, yeah. how mortified she would be if people knew <laughs> And I did, I don't know, have you seen the end of Prodigy Cam? No, not yet. Okay, so but it's, I, I, yeah, it's not a spoiler thing. But she was trying to, to dance around it, but it was great to see her pop up in the very last episode of season one of uh, of Prodigy, and it's like just great to see somebody who was so celebrated. We, I was I, again, I didn't have to write an intro for Dr. Aaron because all of her coworkers kept singing her praises, and we're like, all right, we'll just edit these together, and uh, they they do all the speaking for us. So it's it's. It's so fun to be able to talk to these folks um, and to have been able to bring this together and bring our community together. And we really hope that everybody gets a chance to listen to some Open Pike and call into to Open Pike and just celebrate season two with us. Um, we're thinking, I mean, obviously May makes sense, May, June timeframe. So this summer, you know, another 10 episodes. Be nice if we were 13, but <laughs> another 10 episodes. Right. Now, there is... The little issue of the holiday episode. There is. We have a season three theory. Because thanks to a, uh, a caller uh, about holiday episodes, we found out Henry Alonzo Myers really enjoys holiday episodes. And when I said, so 
are you confirming holiday episode season three? I mean, I don't think it was in his mind yet, but you saw the wheels starting to turn in his head, and he kind of said, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we got... I don't know what holiday. Yeah, we got one of the first Memorial Day episodes, almost, was season one, but that was unintentional. I mean, he admitted it was that wasn't really the intention of the episode. It just happened to coincide well with the release date. But, I mean, there's, uh, we know Picard doesn't know about Halloween, but they can still know about it in Pike's oh, time. It's a Halloween episode. I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> Cameron just wants a Halloween musical episode of Star Trek. I know that that's truly where he's at. <laughs> I don't know. But we feel that's not entirely outside the realm of possibility. And that's just, it's one of those things that we realized as we started getting more and more interviews, we went, Oh, these people are just as big of fans of this show as we are. They really are. They love it. They and go if they to work, work before they started working on it, they quickly yeah. became There's, it. We, we've had maybe five five people that were like, yeah, I've never seen Star Trek before. And then as soon as I got this job, I started watching it. And now I'm a freak. Like, there's, there's, it just, it, the show, you guys know, it, it changes people. It really speaks to people. And it gives people something to connect over. I mean, I was, you know, I have the most typical story for Star Trek, my dad one day went, hey, let's watch this movie together, and it was the motion picture. And I was hooked, and I've heard that's not always the case with the motion picture, but I, I was hooked for the rest of my life, and when I told my dad we were going to host a Star Trek panel, he was over the moon about it. It's like, this show really does become part of people's family. And if you want to be part of the family of people who are speaking directly to those making Star Trek, Go to openpipe.com. <laughs> Jesse's be very good at this. <laughs> and, I, and I really want you to be on our show, is the point. Because without the people that call in, it's, it's just the three of us going, I love Star Trek. Yeah. Which we'll do. We'll yeah. have to do time, Chris. I know that yeah. makes us the first group of three white guys to sit on the mics right. and say how much we love Star Trek. Like, we're still unique. We really are. But Because of all of you. Because of the people that call in. It makes our show diverse, and it makes our show representative of the whole community, yeah. and it gives us new things to think about, because we're watching Star Trek through our lens, but if you can help us by providing your lens, that's going to just expand our minds even more, and that's really what Star Trek is all about, yeah. right? It's all about ideas and love, and... Without those two things, there's no open pipe night, so seriously, call in when yeah. you do. <laughs> and, and with during the season, you know, we, we kind of... We do a little bit of an outline for each episode once we watch the new episode. It's like, okay, we're going to discuss this, but whatever the callers bring in to say, these guys don't get to hear it. <laughs> I'm the producer of the show. I, I hear the clips so I can kind of tell when to place them. But uh, yeah, they, they hear it blind, for, for lack of a better term. But uh, that leads our discussion for how the, the episode went, how we're feeling, and, and it's, just, it's just a really fun way to talk about it and to feel like... We're not in an echo chamber, and it's like, oh, hey, the, the folks who are passionate about this, come on and talk to us about it. We love it. Yeah, and if you, if you have a problem with Strange New Worlds, bring it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we've, we've told people before, like, send us the complaint. It yeah. hasn't happened yet because the show's perfect. Yeah. Um, I, I might have rewritten half of episode five just because I had a <laughs> pretty big problem with it. So I'm like, all right, but here's what I wanted. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the point is, like, we're not... We're not a, you know, only praise and only good things show. We're a discussion show. Yeah. We want to have a discussion with you, and we, we really can't do that alone. I, was, I just kind of want to see, like, who's looking forward to more, like, let, let's get some uh, applause interaction here. More Chapel. Who wants more Chapel episodes? <laughs> chapel fans. 
Yeah. Who else we got? And more Laan. I'm excited for what's happening. <laughs> yeah. More Una. Okay. More Una. Are we gonna get? Do we want to see more nails in every episode? Or fantastic nail polish? I mean, those manicures. Oh, okay, well, you gotta go back and watch all of season one. The first three or four episodes, her manicure game changes every time. Like, yeah. No, be honest. Do you want more Una or do you want more Runa? What, Runa? Oh, the dog. Yeah, Runa. Yeah, dog. Yep, yep. So, truthfully, um, one of the things I was super excited was writing the wrong of having a first officer female on the Enterprise, mm-hmm. how that never made it past the original pilot. Mm-hmm. And all of season one, I have been starving for more of her character. Nice. Because I feel like there's only one episode where we got a little bit of her, and the rest of it, I'm like, for the first officer, there's not mm-hmm. much. Yeah, hopefully with the the whole rescue, we get... Yes, and definitely go listen to our interview with Bill Wolkoff, who wrote the episode Ghost of Valyria. He, they're very aware that Una occupies sort of a strange but incredibly important role in the canon and the continuity. She's essentially the answer to why Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Hunter's pipe didn't work, right? So, in in I I gotta say if if you follow us on any of the social medias that we're on, we're always at Open Pike. Go ahead and do that. You you'll see some of the fun memes that we posted. Before the season started, I put Una up and said, this is the best uniform on the bridge, hands down. It's a fantastic uniform, yeah. The black stripe down the side, I can't get over it. And our friends, Sophia in the audience, has a great Una uniform that she was in the other day. So go check our social medias, at Open Pike, on any platform, and you'll see that great outfit. So, I want to see what happened to Dr. Boyce. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just gonna ask him a bit, Inga. Like, I, I want to know more about him. Like, he and Pike have some history, and I want to know about all that. Yes. Why is boys gone? Why is boys gone? Yeah, yeah. And we and it'll be fun to see how much they try and integrate it with what we know from TOS, because some of the folks we've interviewed are like, "Look, it was almost sixty years ago. We we can't. It's it's been sixty years. We do we we can't stick to every single thing. But again, they love Star Trek." The people making this love Star Trek, and uh, it, it is very heartening every time to talk to somebody who can make literal life or death decisions about characters we love and know that they're not doing it willingly or, like, happily. Uh, here's a query. Will they finally decide on Mabenga or Mbenga? I think that's mostly just an ignorant white person pronunciation problem. Well, I mean, (laughs) even in our interviews, it would change. Right, that's what I mean. Like, because that's who's writing the scripts at some time is going to come across that way. I believe it's Mbenga to be be official, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm sort of wondering, are they going to give us any more of Captain Battelle? Uh, Captain Pike's mm. kind of fling from the first like season yep. because she I mean she arrested Una right so is she going to be part of that resolution and is she going to because she seems to be important to Pike right but we didn't we got like two scenes of her maybe three scenes of her so I'm interested to see if they expand on the Captain Battelle character and I kind of hope that we get to see H. John Benjamin come back as his character from the Star Trek show. <laughs> because if we're going to get Klingons in season two, why not also Tribbles, right? Like, come on, let's have some fun with it, I think. so. <laughs> 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 
Mm. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Spock die Didn't all those die. times? <laughs> so I just. I gotta say, on behalf of the three of us up here, thank you guys so much for making our first panel not an empty room. We had a genuine fear of that. We would have done this anyway, but to see people here that we have seen on the con floor and said, hey, come check out our panel, come get a sticker, like, thank you so much. This means the world to us. And this is the first ever open pike night live. It is not the last. Thank you all for joining us for our panel replay. We hope you enjoyed it and our pre-discussion about the Fan Expo Portland 2023 experience. Thank you to Michelle, Peter, Sayadina, Steve, Henry Alonzo Myers, and of course, Melissa Navia for joining us and lending their voices to our panel. Thank you to everybody who came to the panel and... Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. We're looking really forward to season two of Strange New Worlds, obviously. We think it's going to be a great season of Star Trek. And of course, we think it's going to be a great season of Open Pike Night. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash openpike. The first 50 patrons who sign up get entered to win the Anson Mount and Ethan Peck autographed Kiss the Quaff custom Open Pike Night apron. Don't forget to check out openpike.com for all the up-to-date news, every episode, merchandise, and all of our social media links. And as always, don't forget to clean up after yourselves. Don't forget to tip your servers. You can go anywhere you want, but you can't stay here. Thank you.